Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We are creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. Welcome to episode 420 of Fridays on the Fly. So it is beginning of November. We've just finished October. And of course, October, it's my annual Halloween costume project. I was the Grim Reaper. The costume's done. There are a few things I didn't get to. Most of the stuff I wanted to, I got, I got done. I was kind of surprised I didn't finish everything because I thought, or I felt like this costume was a bit easier than some of the ones in the past. There weren't as much armor or just stuff. And yet somehow I still was working up until the day before Halloween. Go figure. I did really like this costume. This is the first costume I've ever done where I did not try to copy some other property. I just, I mean, yeah, the Grim Reaper, it's been done a thousand times, but I want to put my own spin on it. I did not look at anything else. Came up with all my ideas first. I actually came up with my ideas two years ago while wrapping up you know, a Halloween costume. That's usually the way it goes. When I'm wrapping up a costume, I'm thinking about next year's costume. This one just took me a little bit to get to. The stilts, man, they made it complicated. Because the stilts are difficult. They're jumping stilts. They're not the most balanced. They make things difficult anyway. When you put on a mask and you lose all peripheral vision, and then you have stuff in your hands, a scythe and a lantern, well, that makes it even more difficult. So it was great for photo shoots, not as great for maneuvering around. Of course, everybody encountered, they really like the costume just because it's so crazy. Like you just don't, the average person is not crazy enough to do such an elaborate costume. I just am because it's such a, it's a fun project. When, else, when, when other time do I have an excuse to do a project like that? The stilts were quite the hit. Everybody was enthralled. I mean, they really did look like goat's feet because it's just so skinny. Like, you look at it, you know there's no human feet there. So that was cool. The scythe, I did not factor in the fact that an eight-foot-tall scythe really doesn't fit anywhere. I couldn't stand up in my shop because my shop is a bit too short. But even the places I went couldn't stand it up. The ceilings were not at least eight feet tall. They're all like seven foot ten. Apparently, that's just what ceilings are these days. And so while it was cool, that did that did take it down a notch. You know, like you, could, you like always had to have it kind of at an angle, like just up cup to my arm. I really do like the mask. And the way I did it, I had put some like cloth below it just to cover my neck. So it makes the skull face look, mask face look like it's floating, which is really cool effect. Like in the picture, it looks really good. And I put some LEDs at the back of the mask to backlight it in the hood because the hood has a red liner. And that's cool because it kind of has this glow, but it's very subtle. And I really like that too. The lantern. I mean, the lantern is the thing that took me right up until the end. I really like how that came out, the sand. The only thing I wish I'd done differently with that is I wish I'd put a piece of plastic in the, because I used two two-liter bottles to form the hourglass. I wish I'd put a piece of plastic with a small hole in there because the sand, it drains from one to the other rather quickly. And there's just not a lot of drama there. Like, I don't want it to be super long, but it, it drains in seven seconds. I uh, wish is, you know, maybe 15, 20. That's okay. What other corrections would I have made? The hood is a little bit too deep. Like I kept wanting to pull it back from my head and it kept kind of going forward and blocking my vision. There's just too much headspace in it. Which is funny because I copied it off my scorpion costume hood, which I thought was perfect. It wasn't. I probably should make a note somewhere about how the hood's a few inches too big. Uh, let's see. I really do like, I did a robe with big sweeping sleeves with a red, like red interior panel. I really like how that came out. The robe is all tattered at the bottom. I did do a tabard on top of the robe, which is kind of like your knights and you know the armor like the padding on their armor is the tabard i really like how that came out and it just had some nice texture different colors you know ripped the bottom of that so that looks really tattered and just it looks cool and then i did the shoulder pads just everything came out really cool i really like how it came out oh my lantern 
I did put yellow LED lights in it, which during the day you can't see them at all, but at night it looks really cool and it reflects off the plastic. But you know, when it's nighttime, you can't see the red sand I put in it. So it's just a it's a trade off. Uh, this costume I really did push. How much stuff can you have? With it's kind of like, hey, I've got three accessories: stilts, a lantern, and a scythe. Pick one. Uh, yeah, I could. I mean, the stilts really are Photoshop, photo op only. But I like it. It's in the books, and I'm happy about that. Next year, I'll be the Hamburglar. That's right, the McDonald's Hamburglar. I just, you know, Hamburglar's been on my mind for a minute, and I think that'd just be a cool costume because it's kind of a mascot type thing, which would be fun. And I just, I want to build a Hamburger head. The World Series concluded. You know, one of the lowest watched World Series in a while, probably because you have the Arizona Diamondbacks, which just don't have a very big fan base. The Texas Rangers, which I would guess at this point, most people in Texas are favoring the Astros, not because they cheated, but just because they've been, what, they've won the, you know, the League Championship Series so many times. I mean, they just, they've been winning for a while. And when you win, people jump onto the fan base. I was pulling for Texas. If I had to go between Diamondbacks and Texas, I'm pulling for Texas. Just, I don't know. I've always had uh, a liking for Texas. I couldn't even tell you why. Just, I don't know. I mean, I like, I like their clean, simple logo. And the baseball video games always always have a hankering to play Texas. I don't know why, but every video game I've ever played, baseball video game, not every video game, because Texas Rangers and every vid, every video game, every baseball video game I've played, I've always you know done a Texas uh, Texas team. I don't know why, and it's cool because Texas had never won a World Series. They came oh so close in 2011, weren't able to make it. The Diamondbacks have won a World Series despite being a younger team. Uh, I mean, granted, I did not watch. I wanted to watch the games. It's tough because Halloween, I'm busting trying to get the costume done, so I don't have time to watch baseball. Certainly not as much as I wanted. I mean, I did watch, um, what did I watch? I watched one of the championship, league championship games. I don't even remember which one now. Oh. I'm sure I watched, I know I watched at least one of the Braves games, which that was unfortunate. Um, I did watch game five of the World Series. That was the only one I watched, but that was a good game. I mean, it was it was 0-0 for a long time. Gallon was just dealing, and then the Rangers managed to get a run. And they managed to get two more runs on the air. And they get two more runs on a home run. And I mean, once they had the three, you're like, yeah, the Rangers might have this. Once they hit that home run and it was five, yeah, you knew it was over. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Did it have a big viewership? No. But at the same time, you've got football starting up. You've got basketball starting up. And, yeah, if these were bigger franchises in the World Series, you know, the Yankees, the Mets, you know, even the Braves or Dodgers, would you have more people watching? Yeah, probably so. I don't care. Who cares? You know, not as big a viewership. So what? Who cares? That's the World Series. Baseball, well, American baseball's over. Baseball's always going in some countries, so you're never without. Uh, but go Rangers. You know, the just good team. You know, they did it. And being November, NaNoWriMo. Of course, I've started because we are in November. And it's just one of those things. Like, I know when October hits, I'm doing my Halloween costume project. When November hits, I'm doing my NaNoWriMo project. Um, it's just, it's become a staple. And... It's funny because the I still remember the first time I did NaNoWriMo. I mean, it was it was one of the most fun things I'd done. It been it was one of the most terrible things I'd done. You know, the emotions were all over the place. Because I mean, it's tough. It's like running a marathon, and like with running a marathon, well, the first time you do it, it's really tough because you're not used to it. Well, then the more you do it, the easier it gets. And now NaNoWriMo, it's not even a thing. Like just you just knock it out. You know, I sit down, I write for an hour, hour and a half, get my you know words, and I'm set, and that's it. And that's just it's part of the process, part of the routine. So and. The fun thing, I think one of the most fun about NaNoWriMo is breaking the story. And you know, my didn't really, I had like one idea, time travel, because I'd watched Netflix show 
bodies. I had a lot of fun with that show. The final episode undid everything for that show, undid my liking of the show. I just did not like how it ended. I was like, no, I want to do a time travel thing that ends correctly, that ends well. You know, kind of correct the problems of bodies. And I don't want to rewrite bodies. I'm like, no, let's do time travel and let's have it end the way it should be. Because really, time travel should end depressingly. That's just that's just nature of time travel. I can't change that. I can't fix that. And so I knew that was my idea. I was like, all right, if I want to do time travel and I want to have it end the way I think it should end depressingly, well, how, how do you get to that point? What happens prior to that to get you to that point? Why would people want to time travel? What makes them want to go back and change things? I mean, you know, tragedy... Um, dictatorship, stuff like that is usually what it is when you watch movies. Um, so I definitely tapped into, I want to tap into a little bit of both of that. I mean, the story's fluid. You know, I'm still still figuring it all out, but I've gotten the broad beats of it. And it's just so cool because just like you build a costume and as it slowly comes together and you kind of get a sense of what it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Like the Grim Reaper. When I dyed the robes and I had the mask and put it on, it's like, I can see it now. I've broken this costume. Like it is, it's there. I can see what it can be. This story, I've been working on it for two days because this is, you know, a little behind the scenes. I'm recording this on November 2nd. Don't always record it the day before it posts, but I am today. And so once that story starts to take shape and you figure out the characters and how everything fits together and why did people go back and what are they trying to do in the present and how is it, you know, what's happening? Uh, And like one was what is the method of time travel? Uh, Because you can go very fantasy and just, it just is. It can be you drive a car and that works, Um, you know. No, I, I would say Back to the Future, not a bad plan for that goes. You know, um, like some of the Terminator stuff, you just jump in a portal and jump out. Uh, you know, some things have been, you have to, you know, get in some kind of vehicle that goes really quickly. Um, but I figured that out. And I don't want to share that just yet because you know, some things you got to hold close to the vest. But um, first thought, you know, my, my thought is you got to go like quick. You got to go fast to do time travel. It just seems, I don't know, just seems the right way to do it to me. So first thought was like, is it some kind of a, particle accelerator like the what is it, the Hadron Collider do you have to go really quickly in that but the problem with that if you go too far back well that wouldn't exist so what are you in what is the method of delivery you know that, that wouldn't exist like there, there's a conundrum there so I, I, I've worked on that and so I really like where the story is and then I was looking because usually I'll write two two and a half three scripts a year I do movie scripts not books I just I don't know the books have never interested me that was the task, and that's what I did. And then I realized I don't really love writing books. I don't really feel like I'm doing a good job with books. I want to write movie scripts. And so to me, the goal was still 50,000 words, and that basically ends up being two, two and a half, three scripts. Last year, I only did two scripts, and I did complete them, and they were fun. And I, you know, I went back this year just to, like, what did I do last year? I don't even remember. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those. Those were fun. I had two ideas that um, I copied over to this year just because all I had was the time travel thing. Usually... About a month before, during October, I'm thinking about what ideas can I write about. And I had some ideas. Well, not really ideas. I had genres. Like, oh, do I do mystery? I mean, mysteries are tough because you really start at the back and work your way. There's been some things that, some topics, some scripts I've written that I thought were really good. It's like, do I just, knowing they were good, do I just take the little thing, the few little bits I remember about them, like kind of the overall concepts, and do a new script? Because that's kind of the way you do it. Like, you do it well. If you write one and you like it, if you go back and write it again, we're well, only going to remember that kind of the best parts, and so it makes it better. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I'm not interested in revisiting an idea. Uh, maybe I should go back and try to improve them and do something with it. But that doesn't interest me either. I just want to write something new. Because this, you know, I told myself when I first started in scripts, once I get ten under my belt, I feel like I have enough experience. Maybe I can do something with it. And I've certainly done ten at this point. But I just, just want to keep cranking them out. As so I had two ideas from last year that 
I'd written down that I didn't do anything with. So I copied them over to this year just to have a backup. Because, you know, there's been some years where I, I know one year I started writing a script. I just, I don't know, couldn't, didn't feel it, couldn't break it, just lost interest, went on a new idea, and that was incomplete. And I kind of feel like, I think it's a good idea. I think I could do something with it. And, you know, maybe this year if I start on it, maybe I can knock it out. You know, I, I would like to think I keep getting better. But that is NaNoWriMo. I'm in it to win it. And my goal every year is to do about 2,000 words a day. Like the bare minimum you need to complete 50,000 by the end of November is 1,600 words a day. But I like to write 2,000 just so I have a little bit of a buffer. So that, you know, if you have a day where, if I have a day where I just can't get the words, well, I've got that buffer where I'm not behind the line. I like to be ahead of the line. And generally, I like to do 2,000 words a day just so that by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, I'm done or very close to done. So I don't have to... You know, we're about trying to write over the holiday because we're always traveling and visiting people, and it just makes it tough. So that is it. I've got it. I'm having fun with it. Um, yeah, it's day two. First day, I got 2,700 words in just trying to figure out my outline. You Because know, a lot of it is stream of consciousness, just writing all the ideas down. Like, no, there's no bad ideas. So you write everything down, writing, you know, what I, what I want it to be, where I want it to go, what I want it to do, just everything. Every thought I have on it goes on the page. And I also, from there, started outlining it because most of the time in my stories, I know the end. You know, while I'm right in the beginning, I basically know the end. So I was like, all right, I want it to end like this. And it's very generic. And that got a little more clear. I was like, all right, it should begin like this. And then once I figured out the method of time travel, I was like, all right, let's work that in. That's how this would begin. That would dictate that. What happens? What's the goal? Because I feel like you kind of need like an action. You need something to happen. You need a goal to work towards. I like to, you know, I like to shoot for in the first, second, and third act. Like, you know, third act is a conclusion, but the first act, like, what are we driving to? You know, if that hits a snag, when well, the second act, what's the goal? Where are we trying to get to? What happens? So, you know, try to keep it lively. All that came together, and I like it. It's good. So now, with that said, uh, this is day two. I've written 500 words so far. I need 1,500 more, so I need about a solid hour. I know it's funny. I know when I'm writing, I need to just hunker down put on some instrumental music, and do it. And even today, earlier this afternoon, I was trying to watch TV and write at the same time. Does that go well? No, it doesn't, because you get distracted. You'll get into the TV show watching what's happening there and not write. And and I know, like, I've been doing NaNoWriMo. The first time I did it was in 2009. Now, I haven't done it ever since 2009. I think I missed a year. I think I missed 10, did 11. Maybe I missed 12, maybe 13. Did it again in 14. I think I might have missed... I think I've done it regularly since 14. I don't I need to check that. I know at one point I did it six or seven years in a row. Are we up to, could this be my ninth year in a row? That's crazy. No way. It's possible. Because at one time, I'd done six or seven years in a row. We very well could be, this could be, I need to check that out. Wow. That's a harrowing thought. Just time passes so quickly. The older you get, the quicker it goes. With that said, I need to get to writing. It is NaNoWriMo. We are in the thick of it. I need to get going with it. This has been another rousing episode of Fridays on the Fly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Ward. Go to our website, fridaysonthefly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out.